Your radio is currently tuned to Novosa Eastern University's Radio X broadcasting live from www.nova.edu slash Radio X. Good afternoon, radio listeners, and welcome to episode two of our show, Off the Record. I am your host, Denicia, also known as DJ Blossom, alongside the amazing staff of Radio X. You know, the month of March is a very special one for women as we celebrate Women's History Month. So it's only right that we honor it. We here at Radio X love a good discussion, so I will be joined by some guests to have interesting conversations about women and their achievements as well as other segments discussing pop culture news, top music for the week, NSU Florida news, birthday shoutouts, and our popular artist interview segment with an award-winning artist. Yes, I said winning. You don't want to miss it. She has been on our top charts for weeks, right, DJ Flacky? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so to start us off, since... DJ Black Lotus is talking about charts. We got the top 10 charts here at Radio X. I'm going to start it off with number 10 for you guys because we got to work backwards to save the best for last, right? <laughs> so to start us off at number 10, we have Trey Motive with his self-released single, Fantasy I Found. Then coming in at number nine, we have two-time Grammy nom- nomi- nominated winning. Wow. I got <laughs> tripped it. up. Got I got it. too excited. It was a Grammy winner, you know? Yes, yes, um, Parker Lane with his album, Parker Lane. <laughs> um, you would think we stopped at Grammy winners, but no. Coming in at number eight, we have award-winning Domei. Domei. I think it's Domei. Domei. Yeah. yeah. And relevant enough to say because that's the artist that we got coming up now with yeah. DJ Sirena. So stay tuned to hear that interview. It's gonna be good. All in caps: D A M O Y E E. Um, with their single "Bicycle," kind of like bicycle, you know. Yeah. And then charting in at number seven, we have a three artist type of situation with Kalia, ZJ Sparks, and Loud City with their track Time. And with this big collaboration, we're gonna go into number six, which is a collaboration of 11 tracks. It's an album called Honey by Samia. Then at number five, guys, keep it with me, we're halfway there, is a producer, writer, musical instrumentalist called Marcus Paqui and their album Our Love. Number four, we have a British artist by the name of Aro Parks with their album, Majestic Casual. And then we got the top three now. So drum roll for that or not. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> top three at Radio X. Number three is the album Sevens by AV. Also known by their co-founding band, um, Animal Collective. And then for number two, we have a single called Call Me What You Like by the band Lovely Joe. This band is from England, guys. It's like the third England artist we got on the charts. And then coming in at number one for Radio X's charts is the single Birthmark by a Canadian indie pop band made out of three brothers by the last name Spencer and their close friend Maddie K. You guessed it. It's the band Dizzy. They're charting at number one with Radio X. So those were the top 10 charts for you guys. I'll kick it back to DJ Blossom for this lovely woman's week special. <laughs> well, Month. I kind of still need you here because we got to run down the evening show schedule. Oh, another list. All right. Yeah. I got you guys. <laughs> you got this. So starting off today, Monday, we have DJ Clásica. If the name didn't ring any bells, she's playing classic Spanish music for you guys. Followed by DJ Mr. E. Um, Actually, Mr. E isn't in today. Oh, you're right. Yeah, we got a new... Well, he's not really new, but he's new. New to our listeners, old listeners, traditional listeners. We got Jet X yeah. coming in for Mr. E tonight from 9 to midnight. 
And then on Tuesday, if you're used to hearing DJ Blossom, we wanted to confuse you guys a little. <laughs> um, and you got DJ Flocky, ergo myself, from <laughs> 6 to 9 on Tuesday, followed by... DJ Loverfly. Yes, ma'am. Giving you all that love music. And then on Wednesday, like I said, we switched it up. DJ Blossom is taking it over, giving you her Caribbean music from 6 to 9. Must. <laughs> followed by... Now we got DJ Mystery <laughs> and his vibe and tides and all those emotions that he puts you through on a Wednesday night. Followed by DJ Tranquilo on Thursday, taking over for DJ Serena. If you're used to hearing that, we got a, a new a new vibe for you guys. And followed by JetX again. So if you didn't hear him on Monday, you got him on Thursday. And then Friday night, we're wrapping it all up with DJ Dream and her lovely indie music. Followed by... DJ Tranquilo once more. We giving you <laughs> whoop, whoop. all the good stuff this week. So if you miss them one day, you catch them the other. And that is it for this week's artists, DJs, all the good stuff. That was fun. It was it was lit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we're gonna take a short break and come back with some special guests to discuss our main topic for today, Women's History Month. And that was Kelly Kelly Clarkson with her song Stronger What Doesn't Kill You. So today is March 6th, meaning we are six days in on Women's History Month and two days away from International Women's Day, which is on March 8th. But what does that mean? Well, in 1987, the United States formally recognized March as the month to celebrate all the amazing achievements of women, naming it National Women's History in correspondence to International Women's Day on the 8th. But again, why are we celebrating women? Women are often overlooked when it comes to the contributions in society and how they helped shape our culture and add it to the history books. In 1978, women's history was was only celebrated for a day, then a couple years later as a week backed by then-president Jimmy Carter, and then officially a month after being petitioned by the National Women's History Project. In all, we have to thank the founders of the American nonprofit organization, National Women's History Alliance, NWHA, for not overlooking the greatness of women and highlighting it for the world to see and celebrate every year. And right here at NSU Florida, we have to thank organizations that empower and celebrate women as well. And luckily for us today, we have the Fight Like a Girl Club here to join in on the conversation and tell us about their club as well. So please introduce yourself and welcome. Gonzalez and the president of Fight Like a Girl. Hi, my name is Raya Ponder and I'm the, o- the IOC chair of Fight Like a Girl. So a little background about Fight Like a Girl and what our club is. I started the club because I've been doing self-defense for a couple years now since I was 11 years old and I realized it is so important and more important than we actually realize. Of course we all say yeah it's important we should all do it but do we? Not always. So I realized I wanted to bring the same kind of security, the confidence I gained when I did self-defense to here to all the women at NSU. Because I truly felt that it really empowered you, it really made you confident, and I think that everyone deserves a chance of doing that. So Spike Girl is a women's self-defense club, and our goal is to really help, really drive in the goals of empowerment and really help um, make you feel like you're safe. And a few months ago, we actually uh, brought some instructors here on campus known as the RAD program, which stands for the Rape Aggression Defense Program. And they're an amazing group of instructors. They've been all over the United States to help teach women's self-defense to countless women. And it really was an opportunity to have them here on campus to help us. And the classes went amazing. The girls were super happy. 
they made sure they, to teach us in a level that was basic to make sure that we weren't feeling like it was discouraging, it was too difficult. He, they made us like learn in a way that it was just easy and we had a lot of fun, we were laughing the whole time and it was just an amazing experience and we want to continue doing this. And we learned a lot of exploring things in the RAD program during our time with them as well. Um, yeah, a couple of things that we learned is kind of how to navigate through the everyday life. Maybe not like these these situations can't be fully avoided, but there's some things that you can do in your daily life to kind of, you know, not allow them to happen. Like they, the rad um, instructors told us, like if you're going into a grocery store, make sure you park underneath light. If you know that when you come out, it's gonna be dark, or if you leave for vacation at your house and you kind of like get a scan of your house, so you know that the light is off, and you come back and the light is on, don't go into your house. Just go back to your car and call the police. Like just some things that you can do to kind of avoid. Um, they also taught us a lot of like self-defense techniques in different situations. If you're sleeping, if you know, and it helps, it really helps navigate like the way you like kind of live your life and mm -hmm. help you be more aware of your surroundings, which is very, I think is very important, especially if you're not as attentive. Um, and I, I don't really believe in being overly paranoid. It's mm -hmm. just, I see it as being attentive. If you see something, you know, try to deescalate. He also taught us how to, um, deescalate situations. Like, yeah, some might, someone might be verbally, you know, assaulting you, but the best thing to do is kind of like just walk away and deassociate from the situation. So I think that's very important. Um, you know, it can help things not get physical. Yeah. So, it may be a personal question, but me personally, I wouldn't think to start a club like this. So, was it something that happened in you guys' like life? Like you said, you started self-defense at 11. Was there something that made you, like what, what, why did you start? When I first started, um, actually it wasn't my choice. Okay. My parents kind of forced me into that. <laughs> okay. So I will say that. But I felt like, at first, I felt like it was kind of intimidating mm -hmm. because going into an academy, it's like, wow, people are fighting. It's yeah. scary. And not everyone wants to just jump into that just because. So I was very scared at first. And then, but eventually, my instructors were very nice, very encouraging. It really empowered me to think that you can control your own life. You can control whatever happens to you and you can protect yourself. You don't have to rely on anything or anyone. Mm -hmm. And I think that really made me realize, wow, it's it's incredible. You can learn to do this by yourself. It's important. Very important. Yeah. And um, something we also learned is that self-defense isn't just about the actual fighting, actual techniques, but just the mindset of you can avoid situations. So if you're, like Zariah said, if you're in a parking lot by yourself, maybe don't park all the way in the back. Maybe try mm -hmm. to park, you know, wherever the store is, close to the light, just being aware of your surroundings. Because the best fight is not having one at all, of course. So you want to try to avoid that. But back to... Um, when I started, I realized it was just very important for me and it really built a lot of um, confidence in myself. And I really felt that NSU did not have any club like this and I wanted to start something unique, something cool for all the women here at NSU. And I thought, you know, might, might as well just start a self-defense club. So yeah. here we are now. And what about you? So there's something I didn't mention. <laughs> okay. I, um, after being more involved with this club, I actually started self-defense in the summer of the summer of 2022 yes the summer of 2022 so i don't know what i think maybe like 
being involved in the club kind of empowered me because mm -hmm. the place where I do like the classes I've always gone there but for like other activities like swimming and dance and yeah. I've always seen the kids kind of like you know practicing but I never thought hey I want to do that until now until yeah. I was more involved so I would say that definitely encouraged me and I love it and there's probably like other girls out there that yeah. wish they can do self-defense so like your club from what I'm understanding you guys basically empower women and also encourage other women to get involved in self-defense and you host several classes mm -hmm. yes so we've had the class in the past we're trying to continue them in the future but our goal is really just make it like a safe easy environment to transition to because if you're having any doubt and something i will say if you're kind of like oh, i don't know it's kind of scary i don't have any prior experience with self-defense mm -hmm. or any martial arts in general and you're kind of just doubting just just give it a try we'll say it's very easy we try to make it as welcoming as possible it's just a bunch of women and we're all here trying to encourage each other and learn together the great part of self-defense is a lot of moves is like a teamwork thing mm -hmm. so we're learning together like me and Zerai, we were working together as partners when we were doing the um, past rad classes and it was fun because you get to build friendships and you would never expect oh wow let me just build a bunch of friendships here mm -hmm. in this group but you would and it's really fun thing to do you meet a lot of people and it's exciting um how do you join so on shark up we do have our um, club on there as well and we have the link to a group me so if you want to see um all events we're gonna do in the future and just get updates about whatever's going on you can join through there to get um notifications and also um on our NS on our instagram we have our nsu.fightlikeagirl and you can see there as um, pictures from all their past events we've done like the rad classes as well as upcoming events we're gonna be having in the future that we're excited about so it's fight like a girl i hear self-defense fighting that's like in my mind mm -hmm. so do you guys work with public safety or anything we're working along with them now okay. because um actually this month we are happy to announce that we're working with public safety and the davy police and we're going to have um, really nice cool classes for everybody here on campus because we didn't want to have it off campus and make it difficult for everyone to join we wanted to make it as easily accessible for everyone as possible so we're going to be here on campus the dates are not completely um, finalized yet but we are planning to do it from 6 to 9 p.m and it'll probably be maybe uh, twice a week and um, we're working along with them to have maybe like the, the gear and everything to make it more fun and have a lot of like the techniques available for you guys and we're excited and it's gonna be cool so sounds, yeah. sounds really cool and luckily we have Ashley from The Current here who is gonna discuss a program named Create which is about human trafficking yeah and it's something I guess we can all relate to with fighting like a girl <laughs> <laughs> Um, so CREATE is actually, um, it's the Coalition for Research and Education Against Trafficking and Exploitation. It was founded by, um, Dr. San Sandrine Gayard Kenny and Dr. Brianna Kent. So CREATE is a program that is made up of three branches, so education, research, and obviously supporting victims of human trafficking. The, the Dr. Kenny and Dr. Kent, uh, created well they made up the idea for create in 2010 when they went to an international symposium at the child health institute 
and um, they noticed in the symposium that most of the panelists were just from law enforcement or from SWAT, and none of them were um, health providers or any, any, anyone involved in healthcare. And they thought that, well, people in healthcare should know more about human trafficking and should provide education and research in human trafficking. So they create, they made up create. Um, they first started by when they received a grant that they they used to develop a series of assessments for their faculty in their own um, institute in the Dr. Pallavi Patel College of Healthcare Sciences. <laughs> they used a four sessions that trained faculty to increase their awareness of the indications of human trafficking and how to respond to um, if they come across a victim of human trafficking in the clinical setting. So Dr. Kent and Dr. Gayard Kenny received a second grant to replicate the assessments they did to faculty across other academic units. And thanks to these grants they received, NSU is able to provide free services to human trafficking survivors. Um, in the branch that supports the victims, the services that they provide is for dental care, eye care, and uh, counseling, so therapy. And it's free for a year. So that's like really great. Um, they found it important for healthcare providers to be aware of these problems as the victims were denied these services when they were with their captors. The services allow the victims to heal their physical bodies and their minds. These services like dental care and eye care empower them in a way and help them see a change that can be a visual reminder of moving on from the trauma that they got from being human trafficked. Also in uh, late April, they will be holding a photo exhibition at the Alvin Sherman Library. It will feature anonymous pictures of what the victims felt like when they were asked questions about their care, so their dental care or their eye care. And this exhibition is a way for survivors to tell their stories, heal themselves, and educate others. So students can go to this exhibition and ask questions to Dr. Gayard Kenny and Dr. Kent, but none of the survivors will be there because it's anonymous. Um, and for the education grant, grant branch, <laughs> Dr. Kent and Dr. Gayard Kenny conducted assessments to um, understand if healthcare fields would be interested in educating students about assisting victims in human trafficking. So they reviewed the syllabi um, in the past to identify the fields already involved in educating students about human trafficking, but they found that none of them were really educating about human trafficking. They were only like mentioning like human rights and stuff, so they changed that. And there's a course in every college level that is involved in educating about human trafficking. So the undergraduate level is all about global issues in human trafficking and it's offered every fall. The course is open to everyone and runs eight weeks. The hope is to educate the next generation so that they can be aware of the issue and work to protect themselves and those around them. It is a great way for undergrad students to start the discussion and have awareness, as Dr. Gayard Kenny mentioned. Um, the master course goes into more depth of the issues in human trafficking and in healthcare, and it even involves learning about human trafficking in cyberspace. 
Dr. Kent said that cyberspace human trafficking was the most active during the pandemic where traffickers would go on Facebook or any other social media platform and they would go after people in the 12 to 25 age group. And Dr. Kent teaches this course. Um, Dr. Kent and Dr. Gayard Kenny said that students could help by reporting any suspicious activity or behavior, like if students see someone's behavior change in class or in any other place that they go to, like the nail salon or the or massage place. Um, they could call the hotline number that's offered in the CREATE website, in the NSU website, but um, I, I could just mention it. So it's 1-888-373-7888. 88. So when students call this uh, hotline, it sends a trained task force to deal with the incident that the student reported. And another way that students can help or be a part of this is by donating money or sending a le legacy gift by going to the NSU website in the create section. And all the donations and gifts go to helping the survivors in their care okay thank you that that was a lot of information yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great info about the create program which can work together with um the self-defense that girl, fight like a girl club provide so i think it's something great i don't know you guys can talk after maybe about it some more but it was just a pleasure having you guys here for our special women's history month uh, show and good luck with the rest of your semester and happy women's history month thank you <laughs> you too <laughs> hi guys i'm back it's dj blossom here with anika and neftali for pop culture so what you got for us lovely people i hope everyone had a great spring break so this past weekend was rolling loud california 2023 i don't think i'll ever attend an actual rolling loud <laughs> simply because it seems like a lot of people complain every year it's just a lot of people i do watch videos on social media a lot of big names like travis scott playboy cardi lil wayne and lil uzi vert were all performing speaking about lil uzi uzi the crowd went insane for his hit single, Just Wanna Rock. Although the song has been out for some time, and by some time, I mean it was released after summer 2022 in October, do you guys think that it will become the song of the summer like Last Last by Burner Boy? I don't, I don't know. It's like a famous TikTok song right now. And I've heard people say like, it's gonna be bigger than Dreams and Nightmares from Meek Mill. I can't see it, but it is a hot song so i don't know it's not gonna be bigger than that but it's gonna be big because like mind you this dude made a song that had to be like future with jersey remix and not a lot of people do stuff like that so i feel like that's different unique and he gonna blow up from that it's already blowing up yeah <laughs> i feel like yeah they played in clubs they played everywhere now where it's just like and then it's like a running joke that as soon as the song starts playing, everyone starts doing the hip dance. And it's it's like an automatic thing. I feel like I feel like it's like I wouldn't say dreams and nightmares level. It's like yeah. when dreams and nightmares come on, everyone like pauses yeah. and then starts to sing the song. <laughs> or where like last last everyone stops what they're doing and starts to sing. sing. I think it's like on the same 
not on the same level but it's close to the same level where like it's more it, dense yeah yeah i feel like it's bringing back that like musically vine the beginning mm-hmm. of like tiktok era where like everyone just used to dance instead of singing so talking about the song of the summer seems like a couple of people couldn't even get their song out this past weekend and rolling loud an interesting way to start Women's History Month with Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj said being terrible. Absolutely terrible. For real? Both artists, <laughs> they sang familiar songs like High School and Super Freaky Girl without any song issues. But as Nicki was debuting her latest single, Red Ruby the Sleaze, she began having difficulties for the remainder of the set until the end. Many fans took to Twitter where they discussed the trash. Trash quote-unquote trash of a set <laughs> there some people have conspiracy theories that someone sabotaged her set or others are saying that she realized the crowd was not excited about her performance so she faked the entire thing what do you guys think there's like a video trending on tiktok right now that's that crazy she started had the set came on where they started playing the song mm-hmm and the whole crowd was quiet they weren't silent there was no movement the crowd was dead and like she looked at the crowd and shocked. And then that's when she pulled out her earpiece and said, Oh my God, this isn't working. Okay. It's a new song. Like, it just released, like, Friday, I think. But it's Nikki, So, like, he still expect the crowd to be hyped. So, that's... I feel like if you release a song on Friday and I'm rolling loud as the next day, you should have kept the song private. You, should, <laughs> you shouldn't have... That wasn't the song to perform. Yeah, like... Mm. That's, that's a, a different song. That's, yeah. that's sad. She, yeah, she, <laughs> I feel like that was a bad song choice on hers. Mm. And I'm also just messing up overall because I feel like it kind of like, I don't want to say it looked like an attack. You but think I, someone sabotaged it? No. You don't know. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> I'm not an anti Nikki person. I'm not a Nikki person. And mm. I'm none of the above, but it was like. I can see where people say that, like, it was sabotage because mm-hmm. no one else had a problem. Mm-hmm. And I can see where people say that she was faking it. Because if you, like, look at her face in the video, it's like, this wasn't the... <laughs> I feel like in that moment, she may have realized that was a bad song choice. Mm-hmm. So, someone else that came out of hiding, like Nicki Minaj, was Rihanna. So, it seemed that Rihanna's Super Bowl performance brought her out of her musical hiatus. Mm-hmm. Can you guys guess how many years it has been? Seven. Oh, <laughs> come on! Five. It, it was seven. Seven. Someone's a stalker. <laughs> how do you? How did you even know seven? Because <laughs> from the Super Bowl, like she kept saying, "It's been seven years." So she, oh, she said yeah. in her interviews. Yeah. Oh, I'm not stalking. <laughs> Promise. That's the reason that you watched all her interviews? I didn't watch. It was a famous Super Bowl. So. Well, the Bayesian artist is set to perform at the 2023 Oscars on March 12th. Rihanna is currently up for an Oscar in the Best Original Song category for her latest song, Lift Me Up. This performance will be interesting as she just announced to the public less than a month ago that she's pregnant with her second child. What are your thoughts on her performing while pregnant? <laughs> Do you think that it will be as restrictive as it was in the Super Bowl where she didn't dance as much? First of all, she's performing Lift Me Up. She can't do much with that song, but stand there, so she's fine. <laughs> you know, I said the same thing, but I feel like it's expected of her that she dances. 
Like, I feel like when you look at Rihanna, you look at a performer, you look at... But how is she going to dance to lift me up? I didn't say she was going <laughs> to dance to lift me up. I'm just saying what the people might be thinking. For Super Bowl, yeah. It was expected. And she didn't. And she didn't. <laughs> I feel like lift me up, you know, she's going to bring out, like, the background people of, like, different ethnic- ethnicities. And then they're going to, like, stand there and, like a t-shirt like other <laughs> artists did <laughs> saying lift me up <laughs> <laughs> and you know just a stage presence because i feel like just ha- having her there mm. she's probably gonna um portray her baby bump. isn't she nominated yeah okay but yeah. it's like mm, mm. also another person that's pregnant well, well was. was pregnant was yeah. pregnant was kiki palma she became a mom while only given birth about a week ago, the new mom has begun sharing her journey with her followers on Instagram. She says, open quote, if you're a single parent, pull out your cape. Matter of fact, clip your angel wings because I don't know how it is you <laughs> did it. Close quote. She also says, open quote, but when it comes to raising a kid, I've already learned in these short few days that it takes a village. Close quote. That's interesting. She's only <laughs> been a mom for a week. A week. <laughs> One she, week. And she's going through it. I don't want to be a mom. She got like 50 years ahead of her. (laughs) Is she trying to say like it takes a village? Like she sees that it takes a village? Like she has a village or she's like struggling? I should have a village. I think it's both. Mm. I read somewhere that she has like a family of nine. So, okay. Not her. She don't got nine kids. But like, you know, she comes from a family of nine. Yeah, so she's good. Yeah, Mm. she has the village. She She just realized that it takes a village. She's like, some single parents really do have. That's true. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up. It was interesting. We could go on and on. But we have some more segments coming up with a new singer named Demoye or Demoye, who Alex is going to interview for Diving Deep with Serena. So stay tuned. Hello. Oh, perfect. Okay. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. All righty. Oh, I love your setup. So beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, da, 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 da. let's get started. So, my name is DJ Sirena, and I am one of the DJs here at Radio X, and we are currently filming from Nova Southeastern University's Radio X Broadcasting on 88.5 FM. Um, We are filming for our incredible Off the Record podcast. And on this incredible day, we have the incredible show-stopping. How are you today, my friend? I am good, how are you? Very, very well. So today's Off the Record is a little bit different and a little bit special because we are highlighting women's stories for International Women's Month. And uh, we are just so honored to have you. I mean, you are the epitome of what it means to do it all. So here, just to kind of get people, you know, started, get people, you know, introduced to the world, the incredible, wondrous world of doing it all. Could you please tell us a couple of instruments that you play? Ooh, a couple. Um, I know. I sing. Uh, piano is my primary instrument. Um, to name some others, I play acoustic and electric guitar, electric bass. Um, sometimes I even forget for myself. I play clarinet, dulcimer, ukulele. 
Uh, what else am I forgetting? Kalimba. I play a lot of percussion, tambourine, shakers, clave, and yeah, that's what I can remember so far. But I know it's like up to like 16, 17 so far. Right, just just 16, 17 instruments, no big, don't worry. <laughs> that's so cool. So recently, for those of us that do not know, could you kind of tell us about your latest release to the next one, which released, I would say like a couple weeks ago, right? Um, yeah, a couple weeks ago. I think February 10th, right? Yep, that was the release date, February 10th. So could you tell us a little bit about that release and how it felt to have created it from start to finish and, you know, why it was important to you? Mm, so the funny story behind that one. So I have a really, really good friend of mine and also creative partner that I um, have always worked really, really close with for the past couple of years. Her name is Annie Elise. And she had released a song, uh, I think it's about a year or two old now, called Open Eyes. And one day I was on Splice scrolling through some samples that I could use because I was just feeling a, a super creative mood. And I found the same sample that she had used in her song, Open Eyes. So I was like, you know what? I might put my own little twist to it. Okay. So I found that sample and then I found another sample similar to it, like the same kind of sounds and everything. And then I, what I did was I took both samples, a chunk from each of them, and mm. combined it together to create mm. the base of what started to the next one. And then from there, I just started layering um, some drum patterns that I found, some of my own uh, drum sequencing and sampling, and some of the instruments I have here, like my piano. I played bass on it, acoustic electric, and then I just built it and then i showed it to annie and she had kind of added just a little more sparkle mm, to it. and mm. next thing i know to the next one was nearly finished as far as production mm. i needed a second verse so right to my best friend uh lanif azcona one of the most talented amazing phenomenal songwriters that i know always boosting her up because you know that's what a bestie does of course as you should <laughs> and i was like hey so I need a second verse are you free mm. and she helped complete the song and mm. so the next one was released so kind of hearing that it seems like you're surrounded by a bunch of powerful women that kind of speak life into you and add to like the spice of what is like music creation i mean you do create from the comfort of your home and you create like the most incredible like oh my goodness for those of us that do not know, we have an artist here that really does focus on not only content creation and the breakdown of how you create each song, but you go in depth with it. And and shout out to you, but you got you got to do a beautiful strip down um, to the next one for the Recording Academy. How did that feel? How was like what? Isn't that so exciting? To be honest, I am still very much freaking out about it. I right. If I had told my younger self, hey, so you're going to be doing a performance for the Recording Academy, like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would have fell down to the ground crying, praising God. But, oh, I mean, that was just like a really, really cool experience. And of course, I wanted to show up and show out. So As you did. I layered up, you know, playing electric guitar and electric bass. And then I had used my sampler to, pay, to play like the main sample that I used for the song. Yeah. But... 
I really, really enjoyed recording that, and I, I just feel so, so proud of the outcome that it, you know. Became. I, I mean, it is just incredible. It's not just the first milestone that you hit in March. I mean, you were also highlighted in Spotify's Created by Women playlist, which just thing after thing after thing, you are being highlighted as a woman in music creating and creating incredible things. How does it feel? And what is the importance of having women represented in media? To be honest, I mean, it's extremely important to have women represented in media, especially in the music industry and today's music industry and to you know highlight women's voices whether it be a main artist or a producer composer arranger or anything whether you be on the front lines or behind the scenes it just it's it's such an amazing feeling to know that there are other women or like other women likewise to myself that are you know fighting to add on to that diversity and you know equal representation yes and, you know i i pretty sure i speak for you know every woman when i say that you know i want to see and hear women that look like me and i want it to be that way for you know other girls coming behind me and so much more and you know this brings up a topic actually i saw this recently and a friend had told me about it that the stats today in the music industry mm. out of like you know 100 percent 2.8% are women producers. Mm. And it's such a super low, and I was so shocked by it because I would think that, you know, especially after the pandemic when, you know, everybody was at home, yes, out things for themselves, and now recording songs in their bedrooms, like we don't need these big fancy studios, that we would have a lot more representation yeah. as far as women. But no, it actually decreased like nearly by a whole percentage. Wow. And and you know what? Because it's not only having them represented, but it's also like having the accessibility to create and having the space to create, which is what I think like is so incredible about you. I mean, you've made your space. You've you've taken like platforms such as TikTok, Instagram Reels, you've taken what it is to create online and you've made your you've made your space saying, "You know what? I am here and I'm showing you that it can be done. It can be done from the comfort of your like all you need is a camera and an instrument and like if you're instruments your voice like you can do that too and like and and I just I just have to talk about it I mean you are a Berkeley student and you are not like just creating while in college to me is profound and uh, like a feat in it of itself and then like moving on to continue to create like as a career how does that feel to like be a young person creating while there's you know potentially like in school you know wait I'm sorry can you yeah how does it feel being a young person that's creating like not only while they're learning but also like as their career i mean to be honest being a young person that creates um i can say that there i get you know quite a bit of inspiration that surrounds me like the thing about berkeley i absolutely love the school you know the people that i've met the opportunities that i've had and the performances that I've done, not only for myself or other people, has just been a thrilling experience. And um, now it all just feels bittersweet because this is my last semester at Berkeley. Like I graduate in May, I get the degree and I'm done. Okay, but props to you. That's right, you did that. We made it. We absolutely made it. And I'm super proud. And then 
you know, getting inspiration from Berkeley and then still maintaining like my content creation and mm. TikTok and Instagram from that aspect and sort of learning some of the things that they do. I, don't, I, I just, I'm surrounded by every opportunity that inspiration comes to present itself. Mm. I just thrive. Like, I feel like I right. probably thrive from it. So I guess my question to you is how as a young person in the music industry or in any art, how do you continue to pursue creation without with fighting creative block and also like deadlines you know like because it's not only just your passion that you're doing but you're also dealing with like the everyday stress of life so how do you pursue art when you're like overwhelmed and bombarded with so many things yeah i mean i guess surprising as it is i take breaks doing things that have absolutely nothing to do with music okay i longboard a lot absolutely love like i do it in the streets i ride down the hills like of boston it's so interesting and i haven't done it lately because it's been like cold and wet and raining mm. but it looks like a really nice day out so i might actually go do that after this interview. as you should um i play a lot of video games i'm super into smash bros and animal crossing that's like been the latest obsession um i play pool a lot too Okay. To brag, but I'd say I make a pretty worthy opponent. <laughs> I, I trust. I mean, if anybody tells me that they are multi-talented in music, I trust them in anything else. Okay. I I trust you. I trust you. I, I know you'd beat me. <laughs> so that is so that's so interesting because I feel like um, having inspiration from different uh, media sources and also just like different sources like helps to refresh oneself but also like not get dry because if like we just drill at one thing like eventually it's gonna get dried so that's really interesting that like you longboard that's so random but like so fun i love that just so the wheels changed out for it recently so. okay so we're definitely going today like definitely going today <laughs> that's amazing and then i i guess i have to ask as well like kind of going on that thing of creation and and you know making art what's your favorite lyric that you've ever written come on give me the bar oh lord this is really tough because <laughs> i mean as far as my new music i'm super proud of um all that i've written lyrically and how more in touch with myself that i've been in comparison hmm. to the last album and really challenging myself to be a lot more descriptive but i mean since you mentioned to the next one there's a lyric in there um but you're only looking up and down my body no reciprocation of my energy and that really just hits home being i mean personally a hopeless romantic in a world surrounded by people who just want to have fun mm. in a sense so that was just like a kind of a snarky but unfortunately truthful way of saying that's kind of how dating feels to me like mm. in the world as is yeah in a sense you know like i i'm about to get kind of deep like but you took me there um that i feel like that line not only not not only highlights in terms of like relationships but also career-wise and like in anything people 
using maybe for the creation and not like the actual idea of what we want to do and like as women it is so important to pursue our dreams and pursue the things that we're fighting for but a lot of the time we're not given the space to do so whether it be because it's like people aren't on the same wavelength or people just don't see the potential in us so like i, I just have to say as dj sirena I have so much respect for you and I think that that's really beautiful that like that's what stands out to you because that seems personal and so raw so kudos to you thank you of course and kind of adding to like that that music thing and like the hopeless romanticism you have a couple of playlists that like highlight the songs that are on like what you like like the somber grooves playlist on spotify so like who are the artists you're listening to what's your song of the day give me all the deets the radio has to know oh um oh lord I don't like this question either. Just like asking <laughs> what song was my favorite genre because I I listen to a lot of things. I can tell to a lot of music. Like one day I'm listening to pop, then I'm listening to dubstep, then I'm listening to rock, then R and B. Okay, so today I love it. Today, what's the vibe? What are we getting? Honestly, since you mentioned somber grooves, I believe I have a song in there called um, "Fire for You" by Cannons. I think that's the right name and the right band. Um, I remember when I first discovered that song off of one of Spotify's editorial playlists called Golden Hour, and I highly recommend it to anybody. It's such a beautiful playlist, like full of these, I mean, not only somber groove, but like these electronic, electronic grooves, like they mesh like funk with like this sort of like medium and it, just everything is everything in that playlist just feels so raw and ethereal. But that song in particular, I I like how in some way the lyricism is ironically like heartfelt and sad in a sense. Mm. This like instrumental that is a complete bop on its own, like really. But to have it you know completely together, I I I that's just been my latest obsession. Okay, that you said ethereal. I feel like the con the the form of music that you've been putting out and who you are as an artist i feel like is very ethereal and it's like not even i think it's uh, like not comprehensible so like what concepts are you looking to put out next in terms of music creation I mean, since you venture out into so many yeah i mean i'm i'm always working on music and i dabble in different genres so it's always cool and exciting um you know as far as ethereal goes uh yeah as far as ethereal goes that's something that I've kind of slowly picked up along my journey as a content creator, like experimenting mm. on TikTok. And there's at one point I, and I still kind of do it to this day, I started taking these like top songs you find like on the top 40 um, in the US or like mm -hmm. top global. And I would take it and strip it down and like make like an acoustic version of it. Like, okay give it a point to where like you know the vocals and like the airy side of it all is mainly highlighted mm -hmm. and when you started calling me ethereal i was like i like this term so i think mm -hmm. i'm gonna embrace it and then somehow in some way learning from arranging those covers i started applying it to this new music that i'm releasing so the the word ethereal it it truly means a lot to me as far mm -hmm. as where it's come from like the origins of when i started you know really really getting into content creation and then translating that into my music and um, speaking of music i or new music i just finished 
a jazzy pop song that's for my upcoming album, which is in the works. Okay, let's go. And I mean, there's that and like so many other great songs on the album. And if, if I were to like to give a quick synopsis as far as like the type of music, it to me, it doesn't sound the same. Mm. However, all the styles that I try to implement, it somehow- Meshes together. Yeah, meshes together and like correlates together very mm. well. And then, I mean, other than my music, I'm really ready to just kind of finish school. I mean, mm. like I said earlier, I graduate in May mm. and I'm like super excited for it so I can move out to Hollywood soon and start networking. But other than that, you know, always working on new music. And that's you know, dropping an album. So mm. we shall be listening. Um, so you kind of, uh, there's, there's so much to unpack, but I think one of the things that makes First of all, your name in itself, like, is ethereal. Like, it is so out of this world. Even, so my name's Sirena, and I always have people, like, uh, pronouncing it wrong. Could you just give us, like, a pronunciation check just for me again? <laughs> no, no worries. So it's pronounced Demoye. Demoye. Okay, cool. I love it. That sounds like, I don't know, a magical fairy. Like, you just are going to bless our ears. <laughs> Thank you. No, it, re it really does. Like you, you're giving, you're giving. So in terms of music, like you, you can create all these like different things. I think because of your musical background, you've been, I mean, you've been creating since forever. And the fact that like you have so many instruments, you like take from all these different places. I think like that adds to who you are. And like, I, um, it, I have, a lot of a lot just a lot of respect in terms of like what you do and it's so dope that you you are coming up with a new album we're gonna we're so excited for that can we get details as to when is it soon is it kind of far off Ooh. um well i will say it is soon okay see dates i can't say a name but it will be coming very very soon okay i am dropping a single within the next two weeks so Dude. I've got like two, three more singles until the album comes. So, okay, okay. I'm excited. I am so excited. I'm excited to see this this new side of what the album's gonna come out because clearly, like, this is leading up to like a bomb. Like, you graduate and then you're like, here, here you go, surprise. I'm back, better than ever. So, and I guess finally since this was like our international women's day we kind of talked about representation media and like how you are trailblazing and creating what advice or i guess what do you want to say to like the women out there do you have any words of wisdom as a woman in the media Ooh, i mean i will just say that there are so many influential women who speak to this and or speak to it, you know, so much better than me. So I feel very blessed and humbled to even be asked. I mean, I will just say that I would love a world one day where all women are free, you know, feel free to do whatever they want, say whatever they want and create whatever the heck they want, like whatever the heck they want with respect to others, of course. And, you know, us women, we're innovators and great decision makers so i just want us all to feel empowered and free i mean not just for the international women's day not just for the international women's month but all year round forever. Mm. that made my heart cry <laughs> <laughs> but it but it's so true I, and 
it really comes to people like you who are the frontliners and trailblazing, making the space, not only for just women, but for minorities in general to be heard, be heard. And, and I guess know that it's like safe to come out and, and create music and create art. And I think it's so important that you are a young person doing that. And as a college radio station, like we admire you and we admire the work that you're doing because we see, we see it, we see the effort. We know how much work it takes, but the fact that you're out here making recording Academy news, Spotify play, like what? That's insane. That's insane. You did that. And I'm sure you have a wonderful team of people behind you that are pushing it. And it's like so cool to see and like super awesome, super awesome. Thank you. Hey, God bless the team. Shout out to my manager, Allie. Love you <laughs> Another woman? Another woman. Oh my, that's a, who run the world, girls? Who run the world? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been DJ Sirena with the incredible, phenomenal, show-stopping Demoye. We are so, so thankful that you were here on Off the Record. And uh, we hope that you have an incredible day wherever you find yourself. And remember, friends, be happy, stay happy. You are listening to NSU Radio X. And uh, see you next time. See y'all next time. And happy International Women's Month. <laughs> That was Demoye with her song, Baisi. Such a vibe, right? So, we have a new segment that's gonna be going on every show. And it's birthday shout-out. So, if you or a loved one have a birthday coming up, just just hit us in a DM at NSU Radio X. So, let's start us off. On March 8th, we have Mickey Anes. Shout out to you. Happy birthday. Jamari, DJ Flacky on March 10th. Happy birthday, DJ Flacky. Julia Kelly on March 10th, who was a former employee of Student Media. My mom, Joanne, on March 11th. Judy King on March 14th. Shout out to y'all, mommies. Ashanti, my sister, on March 15th. Rishon on March 16th. And we also want to give a, cele- a celebrity birthday shout out to Sugar from BTS, whose birthday is on March 9th in honor, in honor of DJ Shorty and DJ Serena, who loves him. And then DJ Tranquilo, who happens to be here with us today. Uh, he want to shout out Tyler, the creator, whose birthday is today. So again, if you or a loved one have an upcoming birthday and would love to give a shout out on our show, feel free to send us a DM on our socials at NSU Radio X. Now, I want to just say thank you all for joining us for our second episode of Off the Record. And a special thank you to my co-host and guest, Ashley, from The Current and Fight Like a Girl Club. If you missed the Moyes interview or any other segments, don't you worry. You can always catch up on anchor.fm slash NSU Radio X to see what platforms the show is currently available on, such as Spotify or Google Podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media pages at NSU Radio X and check out us check us out on our website www.nova.edu slash Radio X to find out more about us. I am your host, Denicia, also known as DJ Blossom, and I just want to remind you that off the record, we'll be back 
back with another episode, so stay tuned. And make sure to be on a lookout right here on Novosat Eastern University's Radio X and catch us broadcasting live on 88.5 FM WKPX Sunrise as well as our live stream every evening from 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. Don't forget this evening is DJ Classica from 6 to 9 p.m. and DJ Jetix from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. to continue the good vibes. So until next time, see ya and happy Women's History